You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with Lauren Child. Now, think about that last name. You might recognize it if you have ever drove by, if you've ever seen, but she is the founder of Flower Child Heirlooms, and we're so excited to talk about her brand uh, and everything that she does. So spring is in the air. You're probably thinking about your yard. Maybe you want to grow your own food. You know, maybe you want to have cut flowers all summer, but how do you know what to plant, where to plant it, how to make it grow? That is where Lauren and her team come into play. Uh, they nur- they, they're basically nurtures gardeners and educates them on the importance of growing in a respectful manner. Uh, Lauren is here to talk about gardening, which I'm excited about because I love gardening. My wife always says the outside is your playground. And I'm like, no problem, baby. I got it. And uh, <laughs> the other thing that's neat is one of the greatest things in, in our space, and, and, and this probably... Is something if you like golf or not, but if you look at the masters in general, just the amazing landscape that they have is fascinating, right? So um, Easter has, has come and gone. It's time for a new beginning. It's it's here. And we're so excited for Lauren to join us on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Good thank morning, Lauren. Yeah, thank you for being here. We certainly appreciate it. And when did you get started in gardening? Is, has this always sort of been your background and passion? Um, so I've always had a garden growing up. We moved around a lot in the same small town, but my mom always had a garden and um, I wasn't really interested in it until I went out on my own and always had patio plants in whatever town home or apartment And about six years ago, my husband and I bought our first home and one of our first purchases was to buy a tiller. So we tilled up a plot of land and got a garden started. We made so many mistakes, but we learned from those and um, have come a long way ever since. So you have a unique background. We actually, um, I I believe we have met in the past when you were at New Dominion Bank. Um, and, uh, and yeah. we, uh, so we've worked oh, with them. Love, love, there we go. We love Blaine and that team. And you said, I'm out of the bank world. I'm going to do my own thing. So good for you on doing that. I, we always like people that follow their passion and, um, and we love the people over there. I'm not saying anything wrong. Yes. I know they changed names, but, yeah. but tell us that journey. I mean, you know, it, it's very difficult. It, it, I think a lot of people internally, it's very difficult for them to step away from a, a quote unquote job that has a stable income that, you know, mm-hmm. it, you don't necessarily have to take that many risks or challenges. And then you're like, I'm out, I'm going to go do this. So tell us a little bit about that thought process. And, and what were you and your husband thinking when you're like, this is it, we're all in, yeah. we're going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've always wanted to own my own business. Um, ever since I was like 16, I I initially thought I wanted to own a restaurant. And anyway, um, we got pregnant, we decided we wanted to start a family. And after like, running the numbers every which way, looking at childcare, it just made more sense for me to stay home. And um, so that's what we did. (laughs) Uh, And then it progressed to I gardening was like an outlet for me as a new mom. Um, and I thought, well, I can also maybe provide some food for our family and help out with the grocery bill and grow some of our own food. And so it, I went down the rabbit hole. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's that's I mean, that literally is is the American dream. You 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 quit your job to be a stay-at-home mom and then you're like, "You know what? If I made a pretty badass garden, that could save on the grocery bills." And now you fast forward and you have and you're now educating other people how to do that. So that's such a cool story. Um yes. so, <laughs> have you run the numbers like what it costs to to do your garden and make it vibrant and and grow your own food. Have you run the numbers of that compared to like going to the grocery store? Um, um, is it less somewhat, money? You know, yeah, it's more money if you're buying plants. Um, if you learn to start things from seed, you can save a lot of money. But for starters, just starting out with herbs, herbs are crazy expensive at the grocery store. And so they're also one of the easiest things to grow and to start with as a gardener, as a new gardener. Um, so you can save a lot of money growing your own herbs. Got it. Um, I got a question. So I live on an acre in South Charlotte and Ooh, I, I, yeah, I yeah, well, yes, thank you. Uh, it, it's in a floodplain though. Let's be honest. It's not, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm, I'm, I'm that, I'm that, you know, I'm blessed. Let's, let's move on. I'm blessed. But, but what we do have in our, in our beautiful yard is a ton of deer who love gardens. And yes. to the point where my neighbor has a huge garden and he now has an electrical fence that is about six feet tall that goes around his garden. And it's like unbelievable. And they still somehow get in there. <laughs> So yeah. what, I mean, what, like, just like before, before we jump into this, what in the world do you do about wildlife to keep them out of your garden? Because oh, Bambi yeah. loves some flowers. Yes. So many things. That's one of the first issues we came across were the deer, the squirrels, the rabbits. And, um, to begin keeping out deer when you've got like just a lot of land or a clear yard with no obstacles. Um, a sprinkler that's motion censored is like a great way to place to start. Um, and that's what we did initially. Uh, then we got chickens and the chicken coop takes up some space and we got some trellising. And so we have all these different things in our yard that I think have actually scared the deer away because it's like an obstacle course in our garden now. <laughs> and they don't even want to bother with our food. That's, I've never heard anybody say a motion sprinkler, but that's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Very it cool. Is. Well, let's jump into, to Flower Child. Um, you know, it, it's such a cool brand and, and I want to know, you know, after you had started your business, tell us a little bit about that journey and what do you guys provide? Not only our community, um, but, but really the edible and floral gardens right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, so I offer garden guidance based on my experience. Um, I have taken master gardening courses and continue education through the UNC Charlotte Botanical Gardens. Um, I just love gardening so much. It's very exciting. So I'm always learning new perspectives. Um, but we offer garden guidance in the form of garden coaching. We can do turnkey gardens for clients. Um, and we also have a seasonal flower subscription where we deliver bouquets that are heirloom. So old varieties, um, to your door monthly, June through October. So I like to call us an urban flower farm. Um, and this year we are doubling our 
acreage. We mm-hmm. grow on one sixth of an acre right now, and we're going to double that by gardening in other people's yards in our neighborhood. Love it. Where do you live? I live in the Oakhurst neighborhood. Nice. Well, hey, that should be on like the, the HOA thing. By the way, you can have your own garden right here. They'll just show up. Yeah. A DIY. Um, I have a question on, and this is just me really from from what I've learned from gardening over the years. Um, I always told, or people always told me, you should go to Pikes, listen to what they say, and then go buy it at Lowe's. Right? You know? <laughs> now, that's messed up. Right? And I apologize for Pikes because you probably shouldn't do that. But, that is messed up. But, it, uh, but I think a lot of, of the issues people have with gardening is really education, right? They don't necessarily know what they're buying. They don't necessarily know, you know, where they should be putting these plants. And this could just be flowers, right? You buy something that needs to be half shade and you put it in a, in a full sun, like it's not going to grow uh, or vice versa. So from an education standpoint, like what are some of the, of the ways, obviously partnering with you, but do you educate people on, if you were to come out and like, look at our yard and know like, Hey, this could go here or there. I, I'm not calling you a landscape architect, but at the same time, like people, they, they love it until everything dies. And then they're just like, uh, it, it's, it's kind of like, it, it stinks. I remember the first year everything died and, and my wife it's was just real. looking at me like, what's wrong with you? And now I've kind of like just learned through trial and error, but, exactly. um, but that's where I think it's a big, like if you have your first house and you have your first yard and you just start planting everything and you spend all that money and then it all dies what's the point next year? You're like, I don't know if I want to do this, but if it grows the first year, next year, you're turning into the botanical gardens out there. So, (laughs) so what, um, what kind of advice do you have? And is that what you're, what you do? And you walk people through to help them out because I think that's the hardest, the hardest part is, is knowing what to plant where, when, et cetera. Yes. Oh, I, my goal is to empower gardeners to grow year round because we live, we are very fortunate. We live in a climate that we can grow something pretty much year round here. And so when people ask me, Oh, did I miss the planting date? I'm, I always tell them, no, there's always something you can start. Um, it just depends on what it is you want to plant. Um, so yeah, what we do initially is usually we come out to do a garden consultation and that is a one hour visit where we look at your space and we learn more about you and your lifestyle and what kind of garden you would fit your lifestyle. Um, And then we talk about placement. And then I come home and I create a garden map uh, where I show you what, where to plant everything. Um, And then that also includes a a detailed plant list with some of my favorite heirloom varieties. Um, And that's both flowers and vegetables and herbs. And um, yeah, I think it provides a great foundation for new beginners to know what they need to be doing. They have a plan. That's exactly the answer right there. Don't go to Pikes or Lowe's. You have your answer right here on the Brand Builders (laughs) Podcast. So I have a question. Um, What about, you know, Scott just mentioned that he's in a townhome. Um, I used to live in South End in a townhome. And I thought, I I mean, I, I won balcony of the, of the year or whatever. Just want to let you guys know that because I had like the coolest plants ever. And it just worked out the way the sun hit. My yes. plants just, they, they were, it was amazing. That was amazing. So what about like small spaces? Do you have any tips for people that have small spaces or balconies? Like what works in Charlotte yeah. um, and what would be the best, you know, options there? Yeah. Well, I would recommend just thinking about what you want to have, your favorite plants, and you can totally grow them in pots. 
you're just going to have to water more frequently, but you can totally do it. I have a, with pots, like, and one of the things that I had was, um, and I'm, I might butcher this, but it, I think it's called root rot where mm. if you don't have, like, if you don't drill holes in the bottom of it oh. and you just continue to water it, you're going to be like, well, I keep watering it. And you literally created a swamp in the bottom of it. Yeah. Does that, yeah. do you see that a lot? Because I, I did that a couple of years until I figured out now I don't Gotta drain it. Bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, Interesting. Yeah. That's. Yeah, depending on the pot, some don't come with drainage holes and you have to pre-drill them. Let's see. How did, I'm so curious, like how did you figure out uh, that there might be a market for this, right? Like uh, are there yeah. other competitors in your space that, that you've kind of learned from and seen along the way? Or is this like, you know what, I've had enough conversations with people about this subject and we, we have something to offer here and, and yeah, folks are willing well, to invest in it. A little bit of both. Um I, I mean, there's so many obstacles in the world of gardening and I, there's just one right after the other. And so if you aren't like loving it, there's, it's easy to just give up on it and walk away. Um, but I needed gardening. <laughs> it right. was therapeutic for me. And, um, I saw a lady in Houston, Texas doing this garden coaching. Her name is, um, Nicole Burke of Rooted Garden. And she now offers a training program for people who want a garden coach. So I actually, I did participate in that. Um, and that was a great, like, foundation for me to think about starting this as a business. Um, and it gave me the framework to do that. Um, but yeah, the, then there's the flower farm aspect of it too. And um, that's our little twist on it. Love it. I, I would assume that with COVID and people being at home and, you know, the pandemic and looking for new hobbies and being outdoors and all of that has really, really benefited you. Uh, yeah, last year was a blessing. Um, my husband was furloughed and at the same time, everyone was home and they wanted to garden. And so before I didn't really feel like I had the time to give this side gig what it needed. And when he was furloughed, we then had the time to do this. And so we went for it and we, um, last year was great for us. Fantastic. So tell so us a cool. little bit about some of your additional services. If you go onto the website and definitely check them out on, uh, on flowerchildheirlooms.com, you can go into the shop area and you guys have a thing called the garden plot. Uh, tell yeah. me what it, what exactly is the garden plot and, and how can that help uh, people that are interested in, in, in starting to garden or maybe people that, that have done it and been unsuccessful or maybe people that just want to hone in their skills a little bit, a little bit more than that. Yeah, the garden plot I created, it's like it's a virtual space where um, I can reach more people, but I'm guiding gardeners seasonally through the seasons on what to be starting now and each month. And so weekly I send out a video and some tips and we talk about what it is, whether it's fertilizing or seed starting or pruning, whatever it is, we talk about how to care for um, annual plants mostly. Are there from a, from a city zoning or city permitting perspective in and around Charlotte, uh, are there restrictions for gardens or is it 
you can do as you wish on your your property kind of thing. Yeah, it really depends on your HOA if you have one. Mm -hmm. um, so if it's in the backyard, there's not really any restrictions to worry about. If you're wanting to take up space in the front yard, that's where um, really strategic landscaping, edible landscaping uh, comes in. And so I have perspective on that and we can sneak in some <laughs> vegetables and tomatoes and whatever else in with the flowers and make it look like it was meant to be there. What is your favorite vegetable or, or favorite item you grow for that matter? Yeah. Um, well, I love flowers, uh, but my favorite vegetable is okra. And yes. Yes. I love okra. Love okra. Especially <laughs> fresh okra. Yeah. Yeah. And any, yeah. anything yeah. that you grow, like you can go to a Harris Teeter or a Publix or anywhere and you can buy fresh produce, but it's not fresh. Like fresh is like literally taking it off the stem cutting it and eating it like take a tomato that you grow maybe it's just because you growed it but damn growed they growed it you done growed it you growed the tomato there's that george that's Southern right there's that, there, there it is y'all y'all been growing stuff um but yeah but like tomatoes they taste so much better when they're yours oh, yeah. right when they're super fresh add them into a salad yeah it's awesome. I have I have a, a question. Whenever we did a garden, especially food wise, I was just picking random stuff. Like I didn't even know like what I was doing. I didn't even know I was like, oh, I'll throw some peppers in there and maybe some tomatoes yeah. and whatnot. Like if somebody's looking to start, I know you talked about herbs and that's something that people should do, but is there like a, a game plan if you've never done gardening that you should do like some tomatoes, some peppers? Like what's the the variety that you could provide or what should you start with? Say, hey, this could make a really good salad. These are great things that you can add. I mean, I'm looking at your blog and you have a tomato sauce that looks unbelievable. Um, <laughs> so everybody check out the blog because that's making me hungry. But what, like, what's the starting point? Like, what should we do? And I don't want to give all your secrets away. I know, I know we want no, people to call yeah. you, but yeah. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, well, I do recommend starting with herbs. They're super easy. To, no matter what light situation you have, they will um, prevail. And um, from there, going with salad greens and cooking greens, they're super easy. And again, they can handle low light areas, part sun. Um, and then they're also, you know, cut and come again crops too. So you harvest the leaves and they grow back more and you can just continually harvest from plants like that. Um, but if you have your heart set on having tomatoes in the summer, I don't think you should stray away from that just because you're new. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely lean into that as well. Is now the time for tomato planting or? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Now we're in the clear. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's right. That yeah. last frost. Right? Yeah. Well, well we're yeah. hoping, we're hoping that was the last frost. We're yeah. hoping that's um, the last frost. That's yeah. right. So I got a question. You, you mentioned that you have, um, that you have a kid or kids. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yep. Two um, kids. And one of the things I have two, two kids as well, and I can't wait to get them excited about stuff right now. My kid just wants to like rip up the plants. Like it's, you know, it's whatever, <laughs> but from an education standpoint, you know, how important is that, you know, teaching your kids, edu educating them younger and or when they're younger. And, and do you bring your kids along to some of these? Do you, do you, oh, if, yeah. if there's a family with kids, it's like, Hey, let me, you know, bring my kids to, to, they can help you learn as well because my son, he's only three years old, but I swear he doesn't listen to anything I say. But if like somebody his age were to like 
you know, tell him yeah. to go jump off a cliff, he'd be like, perfect. That's a great idea. We should go do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, do, do your kids help out? How involved are they? And, yeah. and how important is that in getting your kids involved in this at a young age? It's very important. Um, it's, I mean, it's a game changer. Uh, they're very helpful in our garden. Um, if, if I have a client who has a young kid and they want them to be involved, sure. I'll take my daughter Lucy with, with me. Um, but they love harvesting and, and helping. Um, I started out weeding with my son when he was like two years old and I was just like bored out of my mind. It was the end of winter and I was just ready to get out of the house and I went outside and just started weeding and it was mindless meditative and he was just kicking leaves and I was like oh finally something we can do together and I don't have to worry about structuring his day any certain way this is good for both of us um, but they eat stuff that they harvest, um, that they wouldn't normally eat if I bought it from the grocery store and fixed it and they just had it on their plate. They're excited about it. I love that. And I have a, a question. So uh, all, kind of on that, on that same note, and, and you can, I don't know how you answer this if, if you can or not, but from a weekly basis, how often are the foods that you eat incorporating what you grow? Yeah. Um, almost every meal I would say has something in it, whether it's herbs or greens in a salad or a soup, um, or garlic, garlic's a great place to start too. We never, we haven't bought garlic in like the last two years. That's awesome. So I love garlic yeah. Yeah. and yeah. everything. I mean, I, I didn't realize until I had kids like to really pay attention to what you're buying right? Like mm -hmm. there's so many mislabels and you can go into, Oh, look, check this out. It's organic. Like, is it like, right. is it, and I'm not like hating on the brands that sell that or the Harris teeters that do that, but mm -hmm. we would all be dumb to not realize that a lot of the things that we put into our system and our body are not necessarily healthy for us. If you're growing it yourself, <laughs> if you see it, you're picking it, you're cutting it and you're eating it, you know where that's coming mm -hmm. from. Like that's kind of exactly. like self-satisfying in general. Um, so well, I mean, is that, I mean, from that standpoint, like, why isn't everybody doing this? Like, I think it's a time now when like, this should be on your plate. Right. Like if you had the land, do it. Like yeah. it's only going to be healthy or more healthy for you and your family. Yeah. And you don't need a lot of space. You can grow a lot in a small space. I, yeah. I saw a townhome in South End. I swear they could have fed the whole entire city. You should have, <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen their porch. They had like seven tomato plants. I was like, this person. They're eating a lot of tomatoes. It. Yeah. I, I, God, heirloom tomatoes. Like I don't like tomatoes from the grocery store. I just don't. And, but a farmer's market or seasonal mm -hmm. or ones we grow our own, they taste completely different. And I assume you probably find that with everything you grow uh, because yeah. it, it is organic and you know, all of that versus mm -hmm fertilizer, all the things that the big yeah. production house houses do to vegetables and fruits. What do you, what would you say your most re reproductive plants or vegetables or fruits are like, so a tomato plant, right? Like that thing may produce mm -hmm. for months. Uh, yeah. w what are some of the ones that produce the most throughout a season? Yeah. Tomatoes are great. Um, lettuces in the spring, 
Um, okra is a great producer and beans just keep pumping out. As long as you're harvesting regularly, you're just, you're telling that plant to keep on pumping out fruit Mm -hmm. And it's not time to mature and die yet. So, um, yeah, you can, you can do that with those crops. Will you, will you take extras and freeze it? Are there any secrets to that trade or, um, you know, how, how do you store and, and preserve, so to speak? Yeah. Um, I, I've dried some of our tomatoes and done sun-dried tomatoes Um, I really like to ferment vegetables. Um, So it's like the ancient version of or alternative to canning, um, but it's just lacto-fermentation. Google it and um, you can learn how to do that. But it just takes really just a good quality salt and then the actual um, vegetable really cool. So tell me if I, if I'm ready to start right now, uh, cause I have no idea from a price standpoint or, or what your ideal client would be. But if somebody right now is listening to this and they're like, you know what, I, I need to get Lauren and her team over to, to my, to my, you know, my garden, or if they don't have a garden and they want to create a garden, what does that process look like? Uh, what kind of is the pricing structure there? So people know, and they, uh, they can kind yeah. of understand what to expect. Yeah. So I have a couple of different things. Um, I always recommend people start with a garden consultation. That's the most thorough way to get started with me. Um, so we get a good garden suited to specifically to you. Um, but I do have free worksheets on my website that can help people learn what they need to be thinking about, ask the right questions for themselves um, in my resources section. Um, the garden consultation is 175, and that includes the garden map, the one-hour visit, and the detailed planting list for that season. Um, and then from there, if they need additional coaching, they can hire me for that. Um, I also have what I call a seed club, which offers seasonal sewing kits. That's S-O-W-I-N-G. Um, so it's sewing kits I've curated. I've put together three to five heirloom um, fruits and flowers or vegetables and flowers so that anyone who wants to start a garden um, for $15, you can learn to grow that from seed and you can plant out. I mean, you'll have enough to share with a neighbor or two, or you can plant out your whole yard with those seeds. That's awesome. Very cool. So tell me what's the, uh, what's the future coming out of the pandemic? I bet there was a lot of people that, uh, that got into gardening. Hopefully they continue that, but where do you see the vision of flower child going from here? Yeah, I see our space as a teaching urban garden. Um, I want to have workshops here in our space, um, and also, you know, expand our space by farming in other people's yards and um, bringing flowers to Charlotte in multiple different ways, but um, still with our flower subscription. And um, yeah, I want to have workshops in person. I can't wait for that to happen. Um, And we'll continue to serve people online in that virtual format as well. Yeah. I apologize if I missed something uh, and and you already said this, but do you also in your flower packages, do you, do you come and, and do like the planters, the windows 
sort of treatments and all of that with with the flowers, not necessarily the garden. So you do all um, that as well or no? I don't do that as much. Um, what the flowers that I'm growing are cut flowers. So mm -hmm. they're going to be taller varieties that will have a longer stem that make a good bouquet or, you know, the homeowner can harvest from and place on their table so they don't have to go out and buy flowers. Um, but flowers benefit your garden, your vegetable garden. And that's kind of why I got into flowers. Um, it, it just brings in all the good bugs who, that can take care of the bad bugs and um, you'll have more pollination. And so um, that's what justified growing flowers for me. But got yeah, I, I love, I've fallen in love with them. That's awesome. So we had, um, we had Zach Wyatt on our, on our podcast about a year ago from Carolina Farm <laughs> Trust. And, yeah. you know, if you've heard of Carolina Farm Trust, they're obviously on a larger scale, right, trying to support local farmers that, that do this for a living, that, that sell these food that goes into these grocery stores. But one thing I think would be neat, and, uh, and I don't know if you've thought about this, but there's a lot of community gardens that people are creating. And mm -hmm. if you live in a neighborhood, how neat would it be to, to partner with Flower Child, have Lauren come out there and create a neighborhood garden, create something that could produce food, whether you guys eat it or you donate it to, to people in need. Like you could have a, a, a really amazing garden where the community could come together. You could meet people in your neighborhood. You could create something awesome, donate the food, eat the food, have a cookout every month, whatever you want to do. But I was just thinking about it. Like we don't have an HOA in my neighborhood and I think it would be neat if, if you had like a, an area of land that you could do it or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So have you had anybody that's come to the plate with that type of an idea or have you worked on any projects specifically, or do we just need to challenge everybody to do something like that? Um, I have not gone that far, but I would love to do a workshop in a community garden. Um, I have a community garden and I've always helped out in it. Uh, but this is actually the first year that I will have a presence in my own community garden. And um, we just, we need to see those spaces thriving and it's really sad when they're not. And, um, and part of that is education around what's in season and, and not letting it go to weeds um, for months at a time and having, having bodies in there, um, commun creating community. And like you mentioned, donating that food, there's always extra food when you're growing a garden. And so I will encourage people to donate weekly to the bulb market. Um, that's something that we do when we have extra produce is we take it to the bulb market. You can take it every Tuesday to their one of their drop-off locations. Where Do you know where their drop-off locations are? Or do you have On Tuesdays, I think, and Wednesdays at the Catawba Brewing um, right in Plaza Midwood. Yep. You can do it there. That's awesome. Very cool. That is cool. Well, this is great. Lauren, thank you so much. Before we let you go, uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you to follow your story, but ultimately if they're interested, um, in, in setting up the, you know, the consultation or consultation and having you come in and mm -hmm. help them help them out. Yeah. Either my website, flowerchildheirlooms.com or Instagram. I'm very active on there. I love At it. Flower heirlooms. I know. I've been looking all over your Instagram. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. But you want to grow a garden? 
Love no. it. Sorry, Scott. I got to take the rest of the day off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Pikes and get some info and then go buy it at Lowe's. No, I already got my info. I'm calling, I'm calling yeah, Lauren. I'm thanks, done, Lauren. man. I'm done. Sorry. Sorry, Pikes. No. Well, Lauren, this was great. Thank you so much for joining us. I love um, I love people that have, have found their passion and, and run with it. And I think you can do a lot of amazing work. You already have, but I think there's a lot of people out here that could could learn from this and having two young kids you know, I was lucky enough to grow up in a family that we always had a garden and it was so neat. And I think that's why I love not only the outside, but I love planning and I love being outside and I love seeing it. And there's something therapeutic about growing something from a seed and then seeing what it produces and seeing that every day. And you can't really beat that. So, um, I I love it's a very grounding experience and you'll grow stuff that you would never find at the grocery store or, or at a nursery. Exactly. So that's so cool for everybody out there that has gardens. Good for you. If you don't have one, it's time to call Lauren and create one <laughs> and uh, definitely follow her on Instagram, follow her on LinkedIn. Um, if you've been listening, please like, share, comment, and uh, and definitely check her out. And Lauren, thank you so much. We really appreciate everything that you're doing. We appreciate the guidance, the education. I think it goes a long way. And it's people like you that make our community great and challenge us all to be better in a different aspect in our life. So thank you so much for that. And until next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.